because this is how I was, I was introduced to him through this type of stuff from like the status static selector tapes and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Not the yeah. Like when I found this pop and that's I'm like, oh, this is different. This is this, the poppy version of you know. Right. So yeah, I, I'll save it all for the show though. Yo, welcome to Beers and Bars. Your place for rapid fire hip hop discussion and of course, great beer. I am Kamal Kiddo. OT the Golden Child, man. What's going on with y'all? Thank y'all for checking out our last episode. If you remember me talking in our last episode, uh, I was talking about, you know, I'm approaching 40 this year. So this week, yeah. I'm using my, my, my wife's Apple and uh, Apple computer and it grazes even more because Apple is a better product from the standpoint of their camera that's built into the joint. The graze is even more popping. So uh, in, you know, talking about last week, uh, great old man beer having ass. Well, I'm really, I'm, I'm really, really popping out here. With you these. looking like a young, um, it's crazy, right? Black thought. All of the older rappers yeah, got man. a little like gray in the beard type it's, joint. It is crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'll be actually dropping a single. Me and a uh, homie Mathian, uh, Mathian, sometime cool. in July, uh, with some That's work that we cool. did last year. So. Speaking of old rappers, you know, your boy got some OT work coming out. the golden child coming back. Yeah, man. Um, how's it going with you, though, man? How's your life going? Hey, man. You know what? Um, I'm also approaching 40 this year. Um, and after going back and forth and back and forth, I finally decided on what I'm going to do for my 40th year feature-length film. So um, it's probably something I should have been working on a long time ago, probably last year. Yeah. But uh, I feel good about the idea that I have, and I feel good that I can pull it through and make it happen for my 40th birthday. So, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, man, that's really what I got popping. That's what's in my stratosphere right now, in my mind. But, yeah, man, Um what are we before we get into what we're uh talking about what are we drinking man what are we drinking so i'm trying to get better at the pairings you know what i'm saying of, of um you know my beers along with um the music that we're talking about and all that kind of stuff i told my wife i, I was on, on my way home from a little um physical therapy session um and damn i'm old to say a physical therapy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Up, got my shoulder messed up a little bit from lifting. Um, so, and I'm like, babe, what, what kind of beer should I pair with Jack Harlow? And she don't really check for Jack Harlow. She don't like him like that. So she was, <laughs> I ain't gonna say what she was saying because she racist. But um, <laughs> well, um, I am drinking uh today L Smith Brewing Company Barrel Age Speedway Stout. This is uh their coconut vanilla edition for 2023. Um, this joint was, it's an imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels with toasted coconut, Madagascar, and Tahitian vanilla and coffee. Um, most of the bourbon that is created within the country, I would argue, most of it comes from, uh, Kentucky. So mm -hmm. I am, I don't know exactly where these barrels came from, but Let's hope that these barrels came from Kentucky because we are talking about Jack Harlow today and he is also from Kentucky. He so, is. yeah, he is. That's what's up. True that. True. I was that. gonna go with a Bourbon County joint, um, but I, I uh, 
I had, yeah, I never had this and I just wanted to try it. And I, I rock with L Smith more so from the IPAs and all that. So, Word yeah, up, man. man. This joint is coming in at 13.1%, though, man. And this is a 16. 16 ounce joint. So, I told a wife, yo, you gotta, you gotta help me out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the show and then she can have the rest of it. Ooh, ooh. Normally, you'd be like, I might pull out another beer. Not bro, but can not, you imagine drinking yeah. two uh two deep wood joints in a row? No, no, oh. I can hardly get through one. Oh, yes, coffee popping on the nose out the gate, right there. Yes, yeah, yeah. Ooh, vanilla up front. This joint is a banger, man. This joint is a banger, man. This is pretty good. Smith from Ale Smith, right? Got a little heat on the end of it, too. Okay. Mm. I'm rocking with this joint. It's very, very balanced, man. A lot of stouts, you know, that you get. People typically talk about the heat at the mm -hmm. end of it and whatnot. So up front, you get the uh, like that sweet vanilla, but on the back end, you kind of get a little heat there, man. This is pretty good. And I only, I only let it sit in the freezer for about 20 minutes so that it can just, you know, get yeah. a little, little cool. Because with stouts, well, these these particular stouts, you know, you don't really, you don't, you don't really want them super cold. You know, yeah. you can, you can do what you want, but. You True. should try a stout like this. You should try to like chill it, you know, like have it slightly not warm, but not too cold. Mm -hmm. So I got you. I feel you. I feel you. Um, I don't know if I'm really pairing this with the music we're talking about. Uh, I think I've had this before on the show, but this is small slice. This is this is a carrot cake with the unicorn, dude. Uh, this is small slices from Pipeworks Brewing. This comes in at 6.5. All right. This is an oat ale. An oat ale with carrot juice, lactose, brown sugar, vanilla, cinnamon, and nutmeg. So this is almost like a cake in a can. Cake in a can. Yeah. But a uh, carrot cake in a can, if you will. So, yeah. Um, I think I might have had this before some time ago. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna have it on this show, and I'm having my uh freedom from revolution brewing, my freedom session ale, yeah, man. I mean, Cezanne, what's this session sour cup, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's got that uh, that that carrot color, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, that oat ale action, yeah, man. Uh, little beer, little, 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 uh, go ahead. Let, let us know what you think. Go ahead. Yeah. It's, uh, that's very, uh, the flavor, it's a lot of flavors going on, but it's pretty mm -hmm. good. It's a nice, cool, refreshing drink, actually. Yeah. How is that body? Is it, is it, it's, uh, what has it looked at? What's, what's, what color am I getting right Ooh. there? It's, it, it's, it's kind of thick. It's not like it's not real light. It's uh, is that an amber? Is that an amber type color? Um, but it's pretty good though, actually. It's a, I, I, and I taste the the cinnamon and the carrot at the end, not at the front, but at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good beer. Yeah, uh, small slice, six point five. So it's actually fairly crushable 
that's uh one of the desired results as well love using oat grain versus you know like mm. barley um i don't know the Good. complete science behind it but i know the body it, it, when you use oat um from the standpoint of the grain it uh the body tends to be a bit you know uh what what is what what would i say um probably more medium to full body you know if you're mm -hmm. using oat within the brewing process so um mm. Yeah, a little beer knowledge. Yeah, something is oat. I, there's an oat lager that I like from phase three. Any, anytime you know you have something like that, wheat or whatever the case may be, that means that it's mostly brewed with um, whatever that grain is in proportion to the barley. So, so do they use um, hops in? Yeah. Do they? Yeah. It's so, just, all, it's, so all, does all beer contain some type of hops? Yeah. Or okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so what it is is. Barley. I actually the, don't feel like I taste. It doesn't taste real hoppy. It tastes like um, like I could tell it's a beer, but it doesn't taste like your typical IPA type situation, which is very hoppy. Yeah, yeah, you know. But that joint is brewed with carrot juice and all kinds of, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's just a grain. So most of your beers are going to be, you know, like a hundred percent brewed with uh, barley as the the grain but but you can you can gotcha. there's wheat beers in which you know wheat is what's used there's some you have beers like this where oat is what's used um mm -hmm. i could be i could be messing it up a little bit but I, i'm pretty pretty confident on that but yeah man uh music what are we talking about today what are we doing man yo we are talking about g herbo's latest album which is oh and there's carrot pieces in here as a matter of fact i just pour actual carrot pieces but anyway Mm -hmm. G Herbo's Strictly for My Fans 2. Yeah. Strictly for My Fans 2. We're talking about, excuse me, Jack Harlow's latest project. Excuse me, Jack Man. Um, surprise project just dropped out of nowhere. Uh, for the level of where Jack Harlow is, you know, you would think an artist of his level would uh, promote. Uh, when he's dropping an album, but I like the 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 idea of just dropping an album out of nowhere. So, yeah, here it is, Jackman. Um, a quick uh, twenty four minute project. Yeah, man. From Jack Harlow. Um, we're also gonna talk about how do we pose this this topic? How do we say this? I think we just wanted to go ahead and just ask: Do white rappers get respect? Or there it we, is. we didn't really want to say the respect that they deserve because I don't. Right. We, I think we agree that in Do general, white rappers get respect in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the rap game, yeah. Do right. So right, right, right. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Do white rappers get respect in the game? Mm -hmm. Let's start with G Herbo though. Yeah, man. Let's start with G Herbo strictly for my fans. Chicago, right, right, right. Strictly for my fans too. Um, G Herbo, Chicago's own. Yeah, man. Um, man, uh, grew up on the East Side. Uh, grew up around his 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 child's name is Essex, a street one block off of where I live right now. One block, yeah, off of where I live right now on Kingston. Yeah. Uh over east. Um G Herbo, man. Formerly Lil Herb. Yeah, man. Um, so G Herbo is from that mid 
early to mid 2010s drill mm-hmm. wave that came out of Chicago that captivated uh, the music industry. And then subsequently over the past couple of years, the whole sound has taken on many forms, whether it be Euro drill or whether it be New York drill. Um, keep it very simple, man. This is G Herbal's, I think like 10th, 12th project. He has a lot of projects, man. He does. He does. Um, but um, I'll just keep it very short and sweet with this joint, man. Uh, in 2017, he dropped, I'm sorry, 2016, he dropped Strictly For My Fans, which was the first installment of this. Uh, G Herbal, again, is a drill rapper. Uh, this is the second installment of that. And the name speaks to exactly what's happening here. This is Strictly For His Fans. If you grew up or if you were a fan of G Herbo, you know what I'm saying, from the standpoint of the drill uh the drill the drill side of his 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 thing because he does flip it up and switch it sometimes you know what i'm saying he has some more socially content type material and whatnot but this is straight drill this is going back to what um gained him notoriety within the rap game for being a chicago drill artist um mm-hmm. so if you are a fan of him you're probably gonna be really checking for this joint and you'll really like it because it is straight street drill music man i like uh watch me ball part two i like um I like outside. I like I like I like Glorilla swag a little bit sometimes, man. Like it's it'd be sometimes it's like, uh, eh, but it's it's Memphis as hell. I mean, what what it's it is. what what it are you is. gonna do? Um <laughs> I like um I think my favorite joint is Watch Me Ball. Um and I like No Limit, the first joint. Um and I think I like, I like Feel no This. Limit. I mean, here's here's what it is, man. If you want to turn up, if you trying to do something that's that, that's what you need charged. You need to be charged up. You can throw this on, man. Um, it's not something I can listen to. When, when the album dropped and Jack Harlow dropped the same day, I won't lie. I said, yo, I can't listen to Herbo right now because it's seven in the morning. And I'm not <laughs> trying to kill. I'm not trying to kill anybody in these streets of Whedon right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't got time to be out here with the with the banger on Butterfield. You know what I'm saying? At the at the Whedon Donata Square. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So, you're not trying, you're not trying to ride down on the ops. I'm not at the weed the not a square. <laughs> at the weed the not a square, you know what I'm saying? At the jewel. Yeah, man. Right. But yeah, go ahead, do your thing. Oh, something. Uh, what is that? Oh. Right. Look, that's me. But um, yeah, man. Um G Herbo. Um, I'm a fan of G Herbo. I like his flow. Um, he has a a, a different type of flow. A lot of people say he's offbeat, but I don't think so. Uh, at least not I still, anymore. I still not think anymore. it's intentional. I still think that's his flow. Th- oh, it's definitely is. intentional. Uh, when I want to ride, if I do that side, when I die, when I, and I, I, like, I like his, his cadence. Um, I like No Limit. Um, F Ops. <laughs> Yeah. Uh I do like every day. I like Dead or Alive. Uh I like Field This. Um This album is strictly for his fans. It we've said this before. Excuse me. He speaks to a certain person in whether it be in Chicago or any hood in America, mm-hmm. but specifically Chicago because there are Chicago references all throughout his music. Yes. Um 
I forget and listening to his project, I forget that he is completely independent. He is not on a major label. Um, and he's been independent for, I want to say, the entirety of his career. Mm-hmm. And so that's uh, definitely something that I think has affected uh, how he moves, his output. Um, but this is but this is this music that he puts out uh, is strictly for his fans, is strictly uh, for a particular listener. He's definitely trying to capture a certain group of people's ears. Yeah. Um, but I like what he does, though. I Man. like what he does. Uh, I am going to continue to check for G Herbo. Um, a lot of those beats kind of are just kind of okay. A lot of them kind of run together. They're kind of the same a lot of times. Yeah. Um, yes, his content is, uh, you know, kind of all the same again, but there's a certain uh, I'm, for lack of a better term, love, but, uh, you know, for his city, for the people around him, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, you get turn up, but I actually don't get turn up. I get more hood retrospect. Yeah. Type of vibe. 100%. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, he, he talks about things that he learned uh, from his pops or things that he learned from just being in the hood. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, he hit you with, uh, man, if they ain't no, if ain't no killers in the car, then I ain't riding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, wow. You know what I'm saying? That as a father, I, you know, I'm a father now. Yeah. I'm almost 40. Mm. Uh, I listen to this type of music differently than when I was 20. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was into like three, six and, you know, uh, all of that type of stuff, you know, it hits me a little differently. If Chief Keith would have came out when I was 20, I might've felt differently. But when Chief Keith hit, I was like in my thirties, Yeah, you know, I was probably about to get married. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, uh, I feel differently. I felt differently about that music. I feel differently about this music. But I still see G Herbo as a quality rapper with something to say and and give to the game. And he's giving it to a, a particular group of people. Yes. Um, but yeah. Strictly for his fans. Yeah. Strictly for his fans. And his fans are going to feel this for sure. Yes. Yes. But yeah. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Um, Let's see here. Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow. The racist. The racist Jack Harlow. <laughs> I'm starting already. <laughs> see? <laughs> you know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try. Not, I'm, I'm not going to troll on this episode. I'm going to be 100% honest look jack harlow man um he dropped jack man um i'm not the biggest jack harlow fan 
Mm-hmm. So let me just say that out the gate. However, I like an artist that can talk about a plethora of different topics. And he does that on this project. In 24 minutes, he packs in a lot of ideas. Um, and then he ends it with a song called Questions, where he's questioning things. So he even opens it up to a listener, in my opinion. Some of the questions he answers, but some of it is like, man, why can't I do this or that? Or you think I you really think all I want to want following me is uh backpackers? You know what I'm saying? This type of thinking, um, I can appreciate from a rapper, from an artist in general. Um, songs like Common Ground where he opens up in the very first song with the idea that, you know, and help me with this, because, I mean, because I'm drawing a blank a little bit, but I know he talks about, you know, he's in a, he don't, he's not the rapper that mentioned that, you know, he's excelling in a black sport. That's Action Bronson, another white rapper. (laughs) But, he is in a sport where, you know, he's seeing things and, you know, he talks about the things he sees. And he talks about how, man, none of my people are from the hood. But a lot of things that he says and and the game that he's in is, is black. Mm-hmm. It's black. And he talks about the things that he sees being white in this black game and how at his concerts, people are waiting for the four count to say the N word and things like that. And that's honest. And I can appreciate the honesty. Um, in songs like blame it on me where, uh, the second to last song where he talks about, um, his relationship with his younger brother, where he talks about his relationship with his father. Um, and songs like uh, Gang, 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 where he talks about the friends that he has and that he grew up with when he come back home and he hear about some wild stuff that they did. Dang, can we even be friends? Are, are we really? Can't associate That's myself no more. I can't yeah. really associate with you, bro. Yeah. Even if he wasn't a star, I can't really associate with you. You know what I'm saying? Um, but these are real topics mm-hmm. and like I said I'm not the biggest Jack Harlow fan and I'm trying to figure out why not <laughs> it's hard for me to it's hard for me to really put my finger on it you know I don't want to say nothing shallow like man he ain't really got no real swag like that you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, look at his Jufro. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you got a Jufro, yeah. I, I don't really know what it is. There's nothing about, you know, what he brings. Like, he his videos aren't necessarily super creative and uh, none of that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't look to J. Cole for none of that. I'm impressed by J. Cole's lyrical ability. I like what Jack Harlow does on a lot of these songs. 
but I don't know. I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on it, but I appreciate what he's given to the game yeah. for sure. Um, but, yes, uh, I like Common Ground. He was spitting on Ambitious. We were just listening to that, right? Spitting. Um, gang, 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 I like. I actually think uh, Denver might be my favorite song, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Blame It On Me, Questions. I like a lot of the work that he did on here and it's only 24 minutes and he packed in a lot of ideas and thoughts and it wasn't just straight waste of just you know filler songs he gave you ideas he gave you personal thoughts um and that's not what we can really say for a lot of rappers you know what i'm saying no dis- i'm not trying to you know compare him to g herbo yeah. But an uh, artist like G Herbo is giving you that in a different way, but you know, he's taking certain topics, different topics, and giving you different ideas. Where G Herbo has a kind of a singular theme, um, and he'll switch it up here and there as far as how he delivers it. But it's a singular theme overall. Yeah. But um. But yeah, and his production was, and um, I think uh, Jack Harlow's production on this project production. is pretty decent, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. It's the production for me on this joint. I mean, I like the I like the rapping too. Um, I am. I'm, I'm so so. Last year, I trolled a lot with with Jack Harlow, but it's more so based upon the the topic that we'll explore later on. You know, I still haven't started my fake Twitter page uh, in which I kind of critique, you know, I become like a social critic and critique things that are funny, whether it be right, left or whatever. But that's for another day. Um, <laughs> but when Jack Harlow dropped last year, I started to I was paying I was paying attention to a lot of the conversation around him. And I'll probably address that on the second topic. Um, his last album was was OK to me. It was an album that Jack in which Jack Harlow kind of has come to do more so of what he does now, which he kind of switches it up. He'll have songs like this, which which you get on this album, but then he'll try to give you the pop joints like the uh, the old Fergie rendition or the Dua Lipa or whatever the case Dua may Lipa. be. Yeah, yeah. But my first coming into Jack Harlow when I actually became low key like you know checking for him was really his raps on like a Static Selector tape. So mm. Jack Harlow has always been like an anomaly for me because it's like man, he can really rap. But then the next time I heard him was on Face of My City with, with, with Lil Baby. You know what I'm saying? Or, or what's popping. And it's like, okay, it's the same guy. So but that's neither here nor there. Um, I really like this project and I really like it because I, I think that it's important that people keep it honest with where they are and where they come from. Mm-hmm. And I think a song like A Common Ground where Kendrick can, um, Kendrick can give a social critique from the standpoint of what he sees in the black culture, right? Jack mm. Harlow taking his culture from the standpoint of suburban white America who shows up at the jer- at the at the concerts with the Larry Bird jerseys mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know uh wants to you know rate the top you know artists or whatever when they really can't you know they, you you're commenting on who's the best street rapper and you you'll never have to live or will ever live a life that they lived you can go to a concert then go back home to your to your wonderful neighborhood that has no murders or 
you know, has drugs, but it's not policed the same or whatever. Like these are conversations that he's having on us on like common ground, mm-hmm. along with like taking journalists who, you know, are uh, got a degree, you know what I'm saying? Maybe white, whatever the case may be, you know, commenting and being the commentators on a, on a, on a black sport. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think he can have that conversation because he comes from that world. You know what I'm saying? So he's giving his critique on it. Um, but yeah, man, I like gang gang. Like you said, you know, the conversation about, you know, friends and people you may have to distance yourself from based upon, you know, things they do. Um, I like Denver a lot. Denver sounds like a song where he just want to throw it away. Is this whole thing worth it? You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. Um, ambitious is dope to me. Um, it has different stages where he, you know, talks about he was ambitious at this age, this age, this age. My favorite song is It Can't Be Though. Um, mm. Yeah, and it's because of the the second topic. I think that Jack Harlow has taken a... Uh, um, he's taken and he's looked at what's being what's going on with him and what the overall opinion about him, especially last year. He, I think he got a lot of heat for things that really, you know, like he he's like you say he's a he's a white dude trying to operate within a black sport, right? Let me just um, say this: his first line is, "It must be, it must got, be my skin. I can't think of any other reason I win. Can't be." Word. And then he goes on. To talk about man, yo, I work fucking hard. My team is the same team. Um, I, I'm good at branding. We've done this, we've done that, but it's none of that. You know, I, I mm. only win because mm. you know. I think that's a interesting way because he could have just said "fuck y'all," do this, do this, you know, whatever, and then been been bitter. But it's like, okay, mm-hmm. y'all right? It can't be. This is why I'm winning. Or is it these other things that? And you know, with that, let's put a pin there, and then we'll go to the sure. second one. Um, to answer the question, do white rappers get respect? Mm. Uh, no, they do not. Look, I'm gonna go ahead and bring us both up. We yeah, bring us both. And there, <laughs> I, but but I I think that they never will because of the situation, and it just is what it is. They have to learn. So is Eminem M- is Eminem um, anomaly? I think that if you can withstand the times and, and be in it as long as Eminem has, you can get respect. But even people shit on Eminem still That's true. discount him, even though, you know, if you want to talk about stats, you want to talk about lyrical ability. Right. You know, he has all that. But but here's here's my counter to that. I don't think they get respect the same way, you know. I'm a, I'm a guy who I like to podcast. I like to read. I, I really I'm into like checking for intellectuals and whatnot. A lot of you don't really hear about black intellectuals the same way you hear about a Sam Harris, you mm. know, or a um, Christopher Hitchens, you know, who was one of the foremost, you know, leaders in the atheist movement, you know, 10, 20 years back. You don't hear about black intellectuals, you know, because I think that when it comes to that that world, you know, they don't really see they don't see us like that, you know, but there's a mm-hmm. lot of dope black intellectuals. And the re- what I'm saying is that that whole intellectual world from the standpoint of public intellectuals is a very white space. Mm-hmm. The same way rap is, it's a black space. And if you're going to come here, you know, it, it's going to be, I don't want to say double standards, but 
Jack Harlow not knowing a Brandy song is going to be looked at as, man, he don't even know our culture instead of the fact that most people mm. Jack Harlow age won't even really know what that is. That's but because true. he's because he's white though, mm-hmm. we're gonna charge his ass for it. And that may right. be unfair to him, but it just is what it is. And I, I I don't agree with that. When I when I first saw the whole brandy thing, I didn't care the way right. the whole culture cared. Right. Because I was I at dinner, I was at dinner a week ago with somebody who's like 15 years younger than me, and they said something, and I'm like, dang. You don't know that, but when I thought about it, like, oh yeah, they, you know. Right. But when it came to him, though, you know, it's because you know he 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 white and he don't respect the culture. And right, right, right. He made mention to it. I just I wasn't raised on Brandy G. I don't Angel in Disguise. That's ninety eight. He was probably two. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Facts, facts. So, and then the second point with that, even when you know, um, I think last year he got a lot of heat because his bodyguard, his bodyguards like helped him or something because he had on a white suit, but his bodyguards were black and they like carried him. He was at the Kentucky Derby and it was muddy and they like picked him up over the mud. And it was like, you know, he got right. a lot of heat for that. And it's like, right. But everything, right. That's the thing. Everything is an issue. It's everything gonna, is an issue. Right and that's now. my, yeah. And I, I'm going to leave it there because I can talk about this all day, but everything that we see now, and I don't want to make this about Jack Harlow, but everything is, and I've, I've said this on the show before, everything is viewed nowadays. We have to put on our lenses, our cultural lenses. And let's look at this through this lens. Let's look at that through that lens. And I think that he's unfortunately going to, speaking about Jack, he's going to, I don't know, he's going to get viewed a certain way because he's white. Yeah. And I think yeah. overall, that's what happens. But it's our sport, man. I mean, what do you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I like Action Bronson. I like Action too, I, and that's that's the one artist that, um, as far as white rappers go, uh, I really like uh, Action Bronson. Yeah, uh, I liked Eminem, but I'm not a fan of Eminem. Like last two or three projects, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Eminem is when I was younger you know what i'm saying like i'm not really into eminem today i'm not even going back and listening to old eminem albums like yeah, i yeah, am I, uh I like i was just listening to wu-tang forever two days ago yeah you know what i'm saying um i listen to jay-z anytime you know I'm what i'm saying jay-z kick go ahead yeah um you know I always saw Eminem's music as a niche niche or how have you said that term <laughs> like it's so it's all like funny rap you know what I'm saying it's all like you know but he can rap don't can get rap, me wrong rap. he can rap uh, but it's funny it's dark it's you know sadistic you know it's a type of it's a type of music, but it's not nothing I'm about to throw on to clean the house with or nothing. But, know. you know, that's me as an African-American male growing up in Chicago. Yeah. You know, maybe that's different for uh, somebody that's white, that's, uh, you know, in middle America 
uh, that that is getting introduced to rap through uh, Eminem. You know what I'm saying? And grew up with Eminem, and they check for Eminem. You know what I'm saying? Uh, don't get me wrong. Eminem got mad black fans for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know the stats. I ain't do no deep dive, Google search, or nothing like that. But I'm willing to bet that the majority of Eminem's fans are white. Yeah. And they like rap music. And those same fans today listen and sing along to Lil Baby and, you know, all of that, all the popping Young Thug, Drake, and all of that, and probably say the N-word on their own. Do I think they racist? I don't. I think they singing their favorite rap songs. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Yes, a lot of things are viewed through a lens today. Um, And mainly the lenses are for journalists. When they get to putting on these complex.com, you know, or whatever your media outlet is that you prefer, you know, they're going to give you a lens. They're going to give you an opinion framed in this way. And, you know, for somebody like a Jack Harlow, you know, who is young and just like rap, he like rap. And he was probably introduced to it, probably not just through Eminem, but a bunch of other artists. And he's young. Why would he know what a Brandy song is? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why would he know that? But y'all charging him for it because he's white. Yeah. Now, if he was black, y'all be like, man, look at this youngin'. But matter, yeah. But he white, so it's like, man, look at this guy. He's white. He don't know our culture. Come on now. But do they get the respect? That that do they get the respect in the game? I would say probably not. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know why I don't really feel Jack Harlow. <laughs> it's like I think it's what you said, man. You don't how like, can you how can you I'm not really like I'm not drawn to Jack Harlow, yeah, like I am. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm a funny listener though. Like I I like what I like. Yes. And I'm not a big fan of Jack Harlow, but I do respect what he does. Yeah. I respect what he does. I don't think he's just a lame rapper that's, you know, I don't like, bruh. I recognize I, I could never say now I say all day as a rap fan, rap fans all day be like, yo, this person is trash. That person is trash. You know what I'm saying? Um I would never say that he's trash. And even if I did call an artist trash at this age today, because I've done that before, but I feel differently about, you know, understanding the work it takes to become an artist and to, Mm -hmm. for us to even be talking about him and know his name and all of that, that takes work. Mm -hmm. That takes work for us to be having this conversation about someone that don't know us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That takes work. Yeah. And I respect that work. And you know, overall, 
the game is mostly black. It's like I'm gonna say 99% black. Absolutely. Yeah. 98 maybe 98% <laughs> male. Black male. Because when we talking about rappers, we either going to say that rapper or that white rapper or that female rapper. We not going to say that rapper if we talking about Glorilla. We going to talk about that female rapper. Mm. We going to talk I mean it just is what it is as, yeah. as being a rap fan, you know what I'm saying? It's the game you win. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm like women could talk about that all day long. White rappers could talk about that all day long, but it's not gonna change what it is. Yeah, just like we not gonna change. Is racism gonna be here forever? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It is what it is. It's gonna be here forever. Mm -hmm. It just is what it is. But he's learning Jack Harlow and other white rappers, <laughs> or or other. Let me let me. Just put this in the in the stratosphere real quick. So my son is in um, my oldest child is in fourth grade. Uh, his math teacher is out right now because she mm -hmm. just had a baby. They got uh, this was like probably like a month ago. So he's had like this other teacher that's been in the class for like a month, month and a half, something like that. Yeah. Excuse me. They were having a conversation this past last week, excuse me, last week. And they were talking about some things and they were talking to, you know, the comment came up about where well, white people, this something or another. And now the school he goes to is mixed. But it's mostly black. I'm going to say mm -hmm. it's mostly black. It's mixed. But it's mostly black. Mm -hmm. This teacher said, uh, well, let's not say white. Let's say non-colored. I thought that was odd. I'm trying to come at it. You know, my wife is like, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Colored. And I agree. Now I'm trying to talk to my 10-year-old and try to frame this in a way that's, you know, understandable, you know. But um, colored is a, first of all, a dated, archaic term. You know what I'm saying? If you're saying colored, referring to black people or any other race, you got to be now. My wife want to say you're racist, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or you're older and like very old. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And don't and you're a little tone deaf to what's going on around the world, and yeah. like you know, you're not quite in the the twenty the 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 2000s you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah um but to say to teach a group of uh a mixed class of fourth graders that instead of saying white say non-colored and this is a white teacher i'm gonna say this is a white teacher yes it is 
It is. It's um, not a uh, Hispanic teacher. It's not a black teacher. This is, you know, I mean, it's a white teacher. It's a mm-hmm. white teacher. I'm going to tell you, it's a white teacher. Yeah. And I don't know. I felt the way. You know what I'm saying? Um, the same way a lot of, I'm going to just stick a pin there. The same way a lot of rap listeners feel a way about white rappers excelling in this black sport. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a line straight from Action Bronson. I'm just a, a white man excelling in a black sport. Mm-hmm. He said that before. Fire line. I thought that's a fire line, right? It's a fire line. Um, some people, some rap listeners, mainly black rap listeners, are not going to give them that respect. Mm-mm. No, They're not because of their race, which is whack. Which is whack. Now, I'm listening to Jack Harlow. Let me speak for myself. I listen to Jack Harlow, and I'm not, and I'm only saying Jack Harlow because he's who we talking about today. I was checking for Eminem when I was younger. I still like Action Bronson today. Now, I don't know if it's because he sounds like Ghostface or just because I like what he does. I do Mm -hmm. like what he does. Mm -hmm. I'm going to check for him every time he drops. Um, and I've been listening to action for over 10 years. Yeah. Uh, but it's something about Jack Harlow. I'm not, I'm so, so let me, so with that being said, mm-hmm. you know, that's almost like I have black friends. I can't be racist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like action Bronson. I can't not like white rappers, <laughs> but I'm not really drawn to Jack Harlow like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I do respect what he did on this project, on his latest project. Um, but to answer the question, I don't think they get the respect in the game. Uh, I don't think it's a deserving respect or anything like that. You, yeah, no. you get out of the game what you put in it. And he's mm-hmm. getting what he put in it. You know what I'm saying? And I respect that. Um, I'm not the biggest... I don't know. It's... I'm not really, you know, even, even, you know, the, the cover of his joint, you know what I'm saying? Eh, I'm good. <laughs> Look at all this, this white skin. I'm not trying to check. <laughs> That's funny. That's but yeah, funny. G. yeah, man. Yeah, know. man. It's what it is, man. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I guess we can end out there. I mean, yeah, man. Um, I think that, you know, they have to go through their, their licking, their, their whooping moments. And then if they can make it through, they'll be okay. Because, I mean, even action back in yeah, the day. I'm not a big fan of non-colored rappers. Yeah. Action. <laughs> when action first came out, you know, he was, uh, he was you know, critiqued heavily for, for, yeah. for just copying off Ghostface. Facts. But he's lasted long enough as to where he has to get, he's gotten that respect now. And uh, yes. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, I think that. Yeah, Your old Droog. Your old Droog is not black. He like Czechoslovakian or something like that. I let me not treat bro because I'm not sure he might be like Russian. I don't know. I don't know. 
I could be off, but he's not black. But I really check for what he does. He run with like Makami, the guy Fahim, and all of them. You know what I'm saying? But he's good, and I check yeah. for him every time he drop. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He'd be dropping projects like like Makami and them. You know what I'm saying? He'd be yeah. dropping like eight track projects every three months and exactly. stuff, something yeah. like that. Yeah, you know. But yeah, man. If you look, man, for me personally, if you got something to say and you're interesting to listen to, I'm gonna check for you. I don't care what you say, what you look like, you know, I'm gonna check for you. But that's me. Overall, I don't think white rappers get the respect in the rap game like listen, that. It is, and we can end out, it is what it is. Unfortunately, you know, and it and you're right, you know, if you have something to say, people will check for you. But it takes a very I don't know how to say it, but people have to be extremely objective in order to have that point of view, meaning like that, okay, I either like what this person is saying or I don't like them. But the reality of the world we live in is that it don't work like that because you can't help but see what you see. And a lot of times, you know. Hey, we're gonna. I don't know, man. We we're gonna judge, yeah. and that is, damn. We sound very pessimistic right now. <laughs> Look, man. But the thing is, we may sound like that, but we are a mirror on the game. We're talking about something that we listen to. Yeah, but I mean, even we're, we're a mirror on the world. Because I also made the point of you know, uh, again, I, there are a lot of interesting black intellectuals. But because yeah. that world of public intellectualism is very white and male, the the black, you know, individuals will not be talked about as much or may even get shitted on by black people because that's a whole nother, yeah. Mm. That's a whole nother because they are, you know. People don't check for certain, you know, because they, they, they may think those some some of those guys are. I don't know, whatever. Right. Not, yeah, I don't want to even. Yeah, this could spin into something way not dealing with rap, which I don't got time for right now. Hey man, I feel you though. I feel you. But yeah, man. Um, beers and bars, the uh, racist Jack Harlow episode <laughs> that we've just done. We will see y'all next time. Peace.